0: Don't <laughs>
1: Right, here's the d d hot take. Uh, splitting the party is good and interesting for character building. <laughs> Earlier in this campaign, when we sort of did the first solo scenes, I personally was so terrified because I didn't think I could carry a scene on my own. And this time I was like, hell yeah, you know, no one to interrupt me and make jokes or <laughs> to, you know, do impulsive actions that, you know, stop me from doing what I want to do and vice versa. You know, I, I could just kind of sit back and, and watch a scene unfold and not to think about my own place in it. But I think that having one-on-one PC NPC time is really good for characterization, and I'm glad that we split our party.
2: I'm always like a, a big fan of RPGs that are heavier on the RP than the G, and splitting the party really lets you do that character development. That yes, obviously we're doing a podcast where you this is like better if things like this can happen, but even in games, I love splitting the party when it is the player's choice and it's actually good for the story, not just because. I'm mad at you and I want to go this way in the dungeon. I'm mad at you and I want to go this way in the dungeon. (laughs) And then everyone dies because they actually should have just left the dungeon. Um, The dungeon was a creature's mouth. Anyway, we'll go on.
1: Um, You can always leave the dungeon, people. Remember, you can always leave the dungeon. Yeah, there's always option C. It's not just always A and B.
2: Yeah, and I I enjoyed it because I got to on the spot do a lecture, which was fine, and I'm (laughs) glad I did Q&A because that was necessary. That was fun. That was really good.
1: Both Brandon and I just defaulted to our character voices when asking questions the first time. And <laughs> I realized I think my voice got closer to uh, in ours as I went on. And I tried to just be Janet from The Good Place. So sorry, I tried.
0: <laughs> I think it's interesting that last last time we did a split the party, it was sort of like a relaxation break, like a training sort
1: of thing. Montage, And yeah. this time
0: it was sort of a, each character made their own decision to intentionally split up. It's a demarcation of a sort of, Shift in our party and our par- the way that our party thinks and operates—as individuals and as a group.
1: Yeah.
0: Amanda and Michael, what were your thoughts going into this game, knowing in advance what you wanted to do or what you didn't do? How did you prepare for that?
1: Eric asked us uh, what we wanted to do in the next episode, as he often does, and I said, "I don't know, man. I just want to like." Get Alonzo back to Fidopolis. And if I have to handcuff him to me and make it happen, I will. And he said, okay. <laughs> and so suddenly I'm handcuffed to Alonzo. But and I needed to get out of there. You know, it was a very, really ended last episode with the bang and a bang. A flashbang. A flashbang. And I don't think she could have taken being seen or talked to by anyone who knew what had gone down, which is all of Tortopolis after the newspaper situation.
0: So this was my question while you were actually playing this. is like, I want to hear everyone on the table's thoughts about Brinks because from my perspective, she is still kind of a jerk, but is absolved a little bit of some guilt here because she didn't necessarily have an entire hand in this. She was being manipulated, but it seems like you don't necessarily feel that way.
1: I mean, I think as a character, she is so fascinating. I love the idea of a protagonist in a reality show. I love this whole kind of conception of, you know, reality shows as the modern bread and circus, like the modern thing to distract and entertain humanity. And I love, though, that instead of being a person that's like the most attractive and telegenic, instead it's a person with like a really interesting past and real motivations and a a kind of conscious choice to do this, even though there were like other people kind of pulling the strings behind the production. So me personally, I I love that character.
2: I will say I'm a little disappointed in her. She had started out as someone who was like a political activist and like really cared about the community, blah, 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 like doing stuff against the entire system, which was weird. But she decided to declare her love for Inara by like saying, Will you marry me? And not like, I think that they could let's go on a single date. <laughs> let's
0: like
1: have yeah, it wasn't like wasn't even a proposal, it was just the winner. And you yeah, know, we didn't get like, a chance to, to there was hear no more. chance
2: to actually like get to know each other. And it was disappointing to see that because. I wanted her to instead like ask you out on date, uh, yeah. ask you, ask Nara out on some dates, actually get to know each other. That could have been really interesting. It's a shame that she did that. This isn't, obviously, I'm not saying this against you. This is who the character is. Uh, you being Eric, this is an audio medium. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, me me too. Like I, I would much rather have seen like sometimes the, the Bachelor ends with the person being like, yeah, we're gonna date and see how it goes. You know, <laughs> or like we're yeah. gonna give this a shot. That
3: never, no, that never happens. Should end. It should. Yeah. But like the, the reality of The Bachelor is that you gotta get married at the
1: yeah and i think that for a lot of reasons that forcing of inara's hand the answer had to be no there was no scenario in which she would say yes unless yes was can you return home you know take care of your business make sure everything's okay with your people and sometime in the next six months we go on a chase date
2: yeah that's the thing that's why i mentioned her political strategist and stuff like if she was like a good political person like yeah, game this out. You should know that yeah, you're gonna draw receive out a note. The courtship. Yeah, right. figure it uh, out. See, like, I don't think still... she actually
0: was. That's the thing. I think she's sort of a phony. I don't. I don't know. We well, that's don't know what her lends back me. Story. That's
2: why I'm disappointed because it lends credence to she's just someone who was picked to lead this place because there have been so much political turmoil in this city. Another thing we haven't really gone over is the fact that this place has gone over so many leaders. Elections and yeah. like she's just the next one who knows how long she's gonna be there.
1: I don't know. To me, she seemed like a, a person willing to do anything to help bring her home together. And if it's acquiescing to the ceremony of a very formulaic and pretty unrealistic program, I, you know, as a person, like see the logic and why she would do that. This was Phidopolis and she didn't need to get married at the end and they met over coffee or something like I don't know where that would go. But instead, I'm, I'm glad that I that uh, Inara got the chance to at least talk to her. I think she would have felt really bad about just kind of piecing at that point. She felt shitty that it was in public, of course. But I don't know. I don't think Inara's had to do that before, sort of face up to a person that she's hurt. You better it was not like... hurt Captain Allen. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't but be able that to But that was my it. kind of, uh, I don't know. Like, we didn't hug at the end. But I think leaving Inara's sort of security blanket behind, she might throw it out. She might, you know, who knows. But I think, I think she wanted all, to, to do something.
0: We all sort of all left a security blanket behind in this episode, didn't we? <laughs> you, Johnny, have now had to actually, for realsies, be into your religion and give it to other people. Truly. I Who
2: says, wait, hold on. I
0: always And declare
1: have to. that you're not unambiguously only pro-light.
2: Right. Which I'm I just, thought was really significant. I, I mean, there's just clearly more shadow now than light, so... I am there I'm a light guy, but you know we need
1: I think we're seeing Johnny the like adaptable, smooth talking survivor now. Um that was my read anyway. i'm
2: I'm really interested as a player to hear what the light and shadow are like how they feel about this. and Me if too. there's an opportunity for it to get a peek into that. actually, th- this whole like experience at Noda Odo's place and the opportunity of some level ups that are coming up. Johnny's going to be multi-classing into cleric with a religion of kind of his creation. Pretty much that was his declarative statement to both the light and shadows that <laughs> I'm making a religion. I'm tired of you guys just telling me what to do or I should do this or that. So he's making a religion based on the balance of the light and shadow and that it adapts as the times change. And currently there's more light than shadow. Uh, there's more shadow than light. And there's going to be some cleric stuff happening soon. I will keep it ambiguous at like that. More spell slots. <laughs>
1: is the holy text of this religion titled Por no los Dos?
2: Por no los Dos is one of the tenets, <laughs> of course. Um, tacos being a second. Tacos being a second. I've also written down now that Johnny Be Good, like comma, prophet of light and shadow.
1: Kick ass. It's great. You
2: don't have cool. to call me that, Tracy. Oh, Tracy Brandon. will not ever call I would you never, that. and I would never want Tracy to.
1: Oh my god, Tracy and Chad's friendship though—that was cute,
2: so cute. Remember that time where you almost got absorbed by Chad? Mm-hmm. And you know, at least it would be warm. You know, would it? Ooh, would it? I don't know. I mean, the it's melting insulated. of your like wood cool and metal touch. would be.
0: Do you think I would? Tracy would be digested if he stayed in there too long.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Anything does. Ch-
1: Everything gets digested.
3: I also want to make clear that uh, Chad is actually large in terms of D&D sizing, which is 10 by 10. He is as large as a griffin, which was the, uh, gosh. the example that I got from the DM's guide. Fish, how did you
2: prepare for
3: your scenes? Didn't. <laughs> Um,
1: <laughs> that's the truth. I mean that's, that's like
2: how I roll though that's how I like to play D&D I'll talk to Eric beforehand he knows that I'm moving towards cleric it was sprung on me that I was actually going to do a lecture I thought that I could just say like topics of the lecture topics I was going to like give I would say well first would you write a we'll syllabus this? up no obviously not I, I what, what part of I do not prepare for D&D on purpose um, but no so yeah I thought you did
1: very well. But how does Johnny feel about doing this? Like, does it does it feel good or does it feel shaky? You know, like, do you feel false or right? I think, like, it feels, uh,
2: like, self-affirming. We've been looking at a lot of players' handbooks uh, recently because we've been annotating some for our long-term patrons. And you go to a section and you see the planes and there's a positive and a negative plane. Yeah. And it needs to be in balance because... You can't have uh, life without death, and Johnny has figured it out. And also Eldritch Blasts that you can control how much darkness to light is cool. And I like that now he has a quirk of just playing with an Eldritch Blast in his hands.
1: Yeah, it's very threatening. I love it. <laughs> what consequences do you guys think our counterparts will have for us going forward? Obviously PORO and pursuing them and kind of uncovering their mystery ended up being really illuminating for Tracy and Warforge backstory. Mm-hmm. Um Alice has kind of forced Johnny to I don't feel forced. But or I, I guess given you an opportunity to be a, a leader. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah.
2: Any good religion needs disciples, needs acolytes, needs priests, whatever you want to use the word. She can absolutely like be in charge of the day-to-day stuff while I go out and preach aka go adventuring and kill some baddies.
1: Yeah and I think Autumn kind of gave Inara a chance to or forced her to kind of confront the reality of going like whole hog on assassin lifestyle and asking herself are these the people that I want to call mine and is this the kind of impression I want to give to others. And I don't think she's answered those questions, but seeing the like full evolution of a thing that you've taken two steps down that path, I think is is really useful. And who knows if I'll run into her again. I kind of hope that I do, but I know that it'll also force some reckonings and decisions, but I thought it was, it was very cool to run across kind of these character foils. Amanda, do
2: you regret choosing the Assassin Guild? Do you think you, much like Inara, may have hastily picked a guild that maybe doesn't fully agree with you as both Inara and Amanda.
1: Yeah, I think I, I picked it mostly because of the faction safe haven. I don't know, I was kind of looking through the lists of backgrounds, wondering which one will be most useful. And the knowing that we were gonna be adventurers, this kind of safe haven aspect of being a a faction agent and being in the Assassin's Guild means that you kind of get extra hospitality and help whenever you come across someone in your faction somewhere else in the universe. And I thought that was a pretty cool idea. I also, you know, wasn't prepared or really thinking about, like, emotional connection between characters. And so choosing someone whose profession or background makes them so solitary and necessarily, like, not attached to other people is a great choice for a role-playing podcast. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I... I didn't ever think about like asking to change because at this point, you know, this is the character and I think forcing myself to play someone that really needs to make choices and having the game and the DM and other characters push my character lovingly closer and closer to a cliff, I think is useful for me as a player. And I don't like conflict and you know, I don't like suffering and I don't like seeing people fight. And so I will never make the choice to, like, make my character face something difficult. And so I think that if, you know, I more than others have to, you know, resolve something, like, fundamentally conflicting about my character, that is good because I otherwise would, like, run in the opposite direction.
3: Also, Cruz is alive, y'all.
0: Yeah,
1: Autumn's Autumn a, didn't do Autumn's a murder. Autumn's a bad assassin. Well,
3: at the end there, Autumn was very close to killing this guy. This is not the usual way that she works. She's an assassin. She works in the shadows. She was literally on camera and had to do this as sneaky as possible. And I rolled a very high stealth sleight of hand check to make this happen. So, Cruz was, like, bleeding out, I guess you would say. So, the mud people took him away and then put them in the magic mud in the stalactite's chamber. And that, as we've learned, suspends animation in all ways. So, like, Cruz is all wrapped up and... There's no better suture than magic mud, I guess. And although it like didn't get him together, but like once they cleaned him up, they kind of they were able to save him. I mean, holy water is holy water. It's stabilized. I'm fine with that. But like, I never envisioned Cruz dying. I think he was very close. And Autumn wanted to look like that, and that was her intent. But I didn't never wanted him to really uh, be dead. So there was really only one
2: death in the entire thing, and that was that centaur dude. What was his name? Was he an Ambrose? I think it was Ash. Ash, Ash. yeah. Ash Ash was sent to this, like, Hellgate dimension
0: thing.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Well,. Maybe it was a nice dimension
0: with no lots of no, flowers It was and... the ethereal
3: plane, and it was bad.
1: No, maybe that means that everyone just wears like white gauze and like frolics in fields. I well, think technically,
2: unless there's you're lots of snacks. I think technically, with the ethereal plane, unless you're able to live there due to magics or whatever, so maybe he you just eats oats just for the rest
3: of time. Yeah, no, he just no, dies. No, no dies.
1: maybe it's no.
3: Oh. It's just no, oats, he dies. buckets and buckets of oats. I, we don't know what happened to him, but he got magicked away by a horse demon, and. Ooh, Usually not great. Autumn's intent was really to kill as many people as possible. It just so happens that everything went belly up very shortly. Sure. I hmm. mean, um, there were plans. I mean, we could have done the one-on-one with a pancake bar. Damn it. There were going to be more eliminations or <laughs> Date more at challenges. Date the murder <laughs> pancake bar of death. Uh, there was a lot more to do. And Alonzo shot an
2: arrow and we found Natick, so.
1: I, I like to believe that the cast members will all, you know, get together and, and become lifelong friends No. Um. At, at some Johnny point. Won't. Tracy, yeah, maybe maybe there's like a reunion special. I don't even like Johnny. Maybe there's a spin-off where, <laughs> you know, Minerva tries to find love. Who knows?
3: R five Ambrose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, while we wait to find out what the next arc is, do we have questions from our listeners?
3: Yes, we do. This is from <laughs> Oh God. This is from Nick and Lubers, it, it literally has an umlaut over the U. I don't Lu- lubers. Wow. lubers. We apologize for mispronouncing your yeah. name. Well, Nick is from Germany. And he asks, well, first of all, he says some nice stuff about us. Thank you so much, Nick. And his question is for Amanda. But hopefully everyone can say something. Amanda, you said that you've been to Germany. Did you learn a little bit of German? And is it possible to use it in the game? Also, I would love, exclamation point, to hear you say a German word, which means squirrel, and I can't pronounce that, but I want you to give it a shot.
1: Eichhornchen. <laughs> that's very good. No, I did not learn any German. Uh, my grandmother is German, uh, which sucks for me. I can basically just know what German foods I really like, but I I know no German at all.
0: Yeah, I've been to Berlin as well, and all of my family is from Germany pretty much. I look so German that when I was in Berlin, Mm -hmm. even though I was in a group of a lot of Americans, people, (laughs) German folk, would turn to me and like complain about the lot of Americans in German to me. And I'd be like, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I love Germany. Can we move there? I want to be. German.
1: JTP, live, Oktoberfest, 2019. Yes. Get oh, at oh, us. <laughs> oh, I God, love that. I, would love it. Yeah, I also there's... have never been to Munich, which I also really want to go to. Me too. Or like, 100% Cologne, you know, Bavaria, I want to go to. Yeah. Bavaria. Oh, I really want to go. I loved Berlin, and I would live there if I had a compelling reason to. Me like, too. Without question.
3: Yep. Uh, this one is from our Discord. We have an After Party Questions Discord channel where you can ask them, so you should come and hang out with our Discord if you're a patron. Uh, this one comes from Mariko, who asks... What would be in each character's perfect breakfast burrito or sandwich? I have so many thoughts about this.
1: <gasps> Whoa.
3: In a future place where
0: I have money and time, I would open a restaurant. I would open two restaurants. One is a bar and mac and cheese place. Nice. And the other is a breakfast burrito restaurant.
1: I love it.
3: Breakfast Mexican food is so underrated. Yeah, it it has to be. Is it underrated? It's the best food of all time. Well, it's like very, it's super regional. Like, I don't think I've had it anywhere outside of visiting Texas. Oh, interesting. Like, tacos are like meat, not eggs.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but no, I would definitely go like eggs, chicken sausage, avocado, black beans, crema. You're going Um, for the California Baja route. Yeah, and like, like maybe just a little bit fresh tomato salsa. Cilantro. Get at me.
2: Johnny would want something spicy. He wants to live that spice life.
1: Spicy like the light.
2: He's a spice lord. Um, <laughs> I mean, eggs, obvious. Pepper Jack cheese. All sorts of peppers, but not the spicy ones. But then also jalapeno and spicy peppers. <laughs> and then like a, it's, it's served in a bucket of hot sauce. Yeah. So here's
0: what you do if you're from Texas, right? You get a burrito. You put the eggs in there. Guys, you am so hungry. I know. Me I know. Too. Yeah, you put the cheddar good. cheese or queso, queso oh preferred. Then either bacon Brandon or sausage, just take your choice. To Texas. And then see, it's very simple. Just those three, and then it, whatever salsa you prefer. Not pico, because pico. No, uh, no, that's not. It. It's not salsa. It's it's it's, it's, not, it's different. But I prefer salsa verde.
3: And then yeah, you eat it, and that's pretty much it. What is it called? Flour tortilla. Um, yeah, flour all the way. What's it called? Migas. Migas. Oh, that's that shit's said. the best. Oh, I forgot. And then you put tortilla strips in it. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, I'd want to get whatever they serve me, like migas. <laughs> like, just give it to me. Is I don't so care. This isn't about our characters. I'm just like, no, I'm I so just... hungry. I, know. I yeah. just I, want we to. We eat all this. need food right now. Oof. I miss my, I miss my state's food, very badly. Uh, okay, this one is from Potterless Michael Schubert of the Schubert Podcast.
1: What options? Who's that?
3: It's our friend Mike. <laughs> huh? Oh, nice. Yeah what song at the club makes each character go oh shit and run to the dance floor to kill it It's cut to the feeling Carly Justin good
1: Boyfriend by Tegan and Sarah
3: I was gonna say for Anara, it was gonna be either that or anything by Janelle Monae
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. I have not emotionally processed Dirty Computer enough to distinguish any of the tracks from each other mm. <laughs> That's uh, but yeah Make Me Feel is also very good I think mean, Make Me Feel is too good it makes Anara just embarrassed and like hide in the bathroom for a minute
3: does Johnny like achy, breaky heart? Um,
1: <laughs> the hand jive.
2: I was going to say firework. firework.
1: Oh, good one. Oh, good. But
2: I guess achy, breaky heart.
1: Brandon's so
0: I saw Billy Ray, si- Billy, was, Billy Ray Cyrus, whatever his name is, Billy Ray Cyrus, whatever his name is, at a fucking festival in Texas when I was like eight. And I did not understand what was happening <laughs> <laughs> on the quote unquote dance floor. It was just about the older older Texans just going like,
3: right Right. We had line <laughs> we had line dancing wow. in one of our gym class I think in elementary school and one of the dances we learned was aki breaky heart. Absolutely. Which That's is wild.
2: your guys school like experience? Public school. <laughs> yeah, me too, you but didn't line different. dance?
3: Wait, no, this is a thing. I thought everyone did this. I thought like it was like a thing that they made at like a PE e elementary thing. school. Yeah, PE do.
1: No, we just did like electric slide.
3: The, it's electric. Boogie boogie boogie, boogie boogie boogie. We did that as well.
2: The closest was in high school having to do uh, soldier Boy to pass
3: gym. That's hilarious. Yes. This is I to, crazy. I went to DCPS, y'all. <laughs> That's very good. More questions. Okay. This one comes from Potentially a Lasagna, who's Katie, our mod. Uh, what, is, she, is she a lasagna? Though? I don't I'm think so she's hungry. Potentially this is a Lasagna. Not, this <laughs> is not good. What app would each of the characters use the most and why? The flashlight app. The the, the light, like, the
2: flash,
1: this is easy. Oh, the
3: light situation's bad. Here's the flashlight. Here's the flashlight.
1: I'm really torn between either a, like, what do you call Like, little, like, soundboard, like, where you can have sound effects. Oh, yeah. You know. Just like a soundboard, yeah. Soundboard soundboard app, yeah. Exactly. Or some kind of, like, dog-related, like, dog health, dog optimizing, dog game.
2: (laughs) Dog (laughs) optimizing, optimizing dog.
1: Can you tell that I'm allergic to the world and I've never had a pet?
0: <laughs> uh, the to-do list app, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. I have
1: so much to do. I'm
3: crazy. <laughs> Just organizational apps. I think Ev is really into League of Legends. <laughs> and he you. can't stop playing. No, <laughs> no, what no, no, no! wait, wait, wait.
2: Ev is into Fortnite, and he has it on mobile.
3: Oh, no. That's absolutely, that's absolutely, that's absolutely that. it. What about Alonzo? Alonzo got really into Words with Friends. And now, oh but he, he's yes. ruthless, and no one will play with him. Is no, he one of the, Yeah, no yeah. one answers his uh, invites because he sends he like mass blasts them out to uh, everybody. Here's a curveball, Tammy and Taylor. Also Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're young. It would be Fortnite. Yeah. This one is from Shubes from the Pilot of the, Pod, from the Pod of this Podcast. This one's from Michael Fichet. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you scared him. <laughs> <laughs> DM Eric has ah. told me. I ah. gotta okay, get out of here. don't break my heart heart. Eric has told me that you have loads of dice and only use the good ones when you play yes that being said how many dice have you banished and or thrown out because they're unlucky follow-up have you ever done the equivalent of smashing your video game controller by chucking a d20 across the room in disgust so
2: I would never actually do that to a video game controller because that cost a lot of money to replace you have
3: a lot
0: of
2: control my dude seriously All of my video game, this is getting away from the point, I will banish dice if they are consistently bad. I think I've only actually done that to like no more than 10 and those are definitely back in my college being upset as a DM days. Uh, Right now what I do is I, I cycle through. If a dice has been particularly good in one game, I'm gonna keep that in my rotation and then swap out as needed. Most of my dice disappear because people just take them. I like to give the dice that has given me bad luck to others because generally they... Because fuck them? What no, do you no, 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 no. <laughs> you then roll better because it didn't work. The dice wasn't meant for me. It oh. almost always gets good rolls for the person I give it to. Very interesting. Almost always. So, yeah, really only 10 I fully, like, put in. not. I wish I had buried them, but all I did was, like... Go to a, a thrift store and like place them on a the counter. I wish I'd like done like a more ritualistic thing.
3: That would be been cool. I like that you just kind of abandon them and someone yeah. needs to like they, retrieve they, them.
2: I don't want them to be like gone forever, you know, but yeah, I used to carry. A full set of I'm such a nerd. I used to carry a full set of dice on me at all times. I and then, love you. In case I you were like you. drawn by a fairy
1: into a game. I love you. And
2: then my move past that was to carry a d twenty on me at all times, Aww. and I would use that to like if I was having decision anxiety or, I would roll for answers. That's I do. Really I do idea.
0: think I remember in the office one time where I had to do something for D anD D, not our game before we even started playing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Crap, I forgot my dice."
2: Fish, do you have a d twenty on you? We We're Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
2: yes. that's probably
1: true. It's a good like fidget. Oh, totally. toy As well, yeah.
2: Other good fidget toy is a dreidel. Mm. True. Yes, yes, Very
0: true. I am just picturing you in contest with a fairy in the fae world now. <laughs> just like,
1: we're going to play a game, fish,
0: and loser and you goes have your to dice, the shadow so. realm.
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, and like instead of fairy food, it's it's just like a trail of dice that increasing increments, like going toward a a, a bower.
2: It's like a ooh piece of candy, but it's dice. If I see like dice leading a trail, I'll follow them yeah. because I want those <laughs> dice.
1: Hansel and Gretel, baby.
2: Just like I, yeah. you, you can easily your, You trap leave me. your dice at my home. I'm
0: going to do this now. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> good, answer. Did, good you, answer. did you like all that? No, it was good. <laughs> uh, this one is from Horkley. The Bachelorette arc draws heavily from shows like The Bachelor and Big Brother. Are there any other pieces of pop culture you think would make compelling settings or inspirations for RPGs? Drag Race. CSI Miami. Specifically Miami.
1: <laughs> this game of the reco- zoo. <laughs> we
2: bought uh, a zoo. We bought a we zoo.
0: Oh, no,
1: the zoo. Much superior. I'm going to go home and watch it right now. I'm trying to think of it. Oh, Matt.
0: actually, though, do you guys ever watch the 3%? the Brazilian Netflix series that would be a good RPG what is that it's this really cool Brazilian series that's on Netflix that it's sort of already video gamey and that like there's the 3% of a population that gets to go to this like nice part of the world everything else is sort of trashed because it's uh, in the future and you know dystopian situation and you
2: have to pass the trials
0: to to go in of course it's really good. I like the show a lot, actually.
2: Yeah, That's, it's very good.
1: It's well acted cool. too. I mean, it's a little bit saturated at this point, but Hunger Games would be very interesting yeah, because totally. there are, are alliances. There's a lot of random events. Like it's very gamified and built on games to begin with. So I think that would be pretty cool.
3: Uh, Miyazaki films, of course.
1: Oh.
3: I've pulled from a lot of Miyazaki films just to fill stuff in. I want to spirit away. I would play yes. that for like mythology based. One. I also. I also like the idea of Howl's Moving Castle, and like that, just the fact that there is a uh, a home base that can move. I think it yeah. solves a lot of D and D problems. I love that. So here's why CSI Miami.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Seeing as
2: no one asked, uh, <laughs> David Caruso, best character in all of television. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. The punning is real. It's very important. And also that episode where a giant tsunami just like kills all of Miami. Like we could easily do an episode about that.
3: <laughs> good, good, I like it.
1: Well, it's been an arc. It's been an arc. It's been an arc. I
3: can't believe I just ran an arc based on The Bachelorette. I How love do f- this. Do you feel good about your choices? I feel so good about it's it. Good. <laughs> it's a very it's good, good choice. Was, it was wild. But Should I you feel good about, about your choice? I do, I okay. feel very good.
1: And you know, I think, I think I'm just gonna say it. I think we did a great job and I love that we can bring pop culture stuff into our fantasy world, especially a franchise as fraught with heteronormativity as The Bachelor and make it an interesting part of our fantasy. Next up, I don't know, Full House? I mean, every d and campaign is kind of Survivor. <laughs> That's right? true. That's true. Or Big
0: Brother. Survivor is a, a very good show. Or Amazing Race. Also. Oh, I do Amazing Race D&D.
1: Thank you for joining us for another after party. We are so excited to talk with you about what you thought at the end of this arc, uh, your head cannons for where you think our fellow contestants are going and will go in, in the future. So please reach out to us. We're at Join the Party Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Tumblr. And we also have transcripts of every episode as well as recaps of the previous arcs available at jointhepartypod.com/recap and you can keep the party going all day and night every day by joining our patron only discord that's at patreon.com/join the party pod for as little as $1 you can join our really wonderful community of people on discord who chat about dogs and dice And other podcasts that they love. And what else? Nice things and bummers and food. And pups. And pups. So many pups. And pups that eat food. I love it. Yeah, there's pups with snacks sometimes. That's a really good. We love it so much. But if you join our Patreon, you can see for yourself why we think that the Discord is the best place on the internet. Until next time. Goodbye.
2: See you later. Undying Light be with you.